Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. It's hard to believe that Christmas is quickly approaching, and many of us think of Christmas as a season of traditions. So many of us have already established a number of traditions around Christmas, and many of you are starting your families, and you're just starting to form some traditions. Family traditions are very, very important. Susan Lieberman stated that family traditions counter alienation and confusion. Then she goes on to say that they help us define who we are and they provide something steady, reliable, and safe in a confusing world. Daniel Williamham states that family traditions reveal what you value enough to repeat over and over again. And then if it's done with love, it builds warmth and happy associations. So you see, it's important to build and to have family traditions that you carry on from year to year. Traditions are usually formed around a person's core beliefs and support values, such as freedom, faith, integrity, a good education, personal responsibility, and of course, a strong work ethic. With that, then, you can see how important it would be to establish family traditions for your family. Over time, our family have formed a number of different traditions that reveal our values and our faith and our love and importance as a family. And they connect us with Christmas, with summer vacations, and believe it or not, with school and sporting events. Now, I want to share a few of our traditions that we do around Christmas. I love Christmas. In fact, it's probably one of my favorite holidays, although then I get to Easter and then Easter is my favorite holiday. But I love Christmas. It's a time that's filled with anticipation, with a sense of waiting for something special. You know, all those senses that we have are awakened during this time of year. The smell of chestnuts and of pine trees. And then we look and we see those soft candles and windows and the twinkling of the colored lights on the trees. And then we hear the jingle of bells ringing and the choirs and carolers singing holiday songs that we tend to sing along with. And then there's that possibility of snow that's falling gently and covering the streets in a blanket of white. And we often find ourselves hoping and wishing that we have a a white Christmas. Christmas is a time of anticipation, and it's filled with anticipation, a sense of waiting for something special. It's a time of waiting expectantly for your relatives to arrive so that you can celebrate Christmas together. 
And it's a time of looking forward to see the children's faces as they open their gifts. Just thinking about Christmas brings back sweet memories. And I get excited about the memories that we'll make this Christmas because of traditions that we have. I myself personally will kick off Christmas by watching Christmas shows on television. And usually it's done alone. To this day, I am teased about watching them. Now, if my daughter-in-law is around, she'll join me and we'll watch them together. But although I watch the Christmas shows that come on television by myself, the entire family will watch the seasonal movies about the real meaning of Christmas. Saturday, after Thanksgiving, we decorate the Christmas tree with ornaments that we have and that have meaning to us. Now, I decided that we would do it after Thanksgiving, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, because you put so much work and time and effort into putting the tree up, and then it seems like time goes so fast that it comes down almost too quickly, and you have all that work to do. And taking the tree down, as I'm sure you would agree, isn't as much fun as putting it up. Anyway, the Christmas ornaments we have are usually those that are made by our children, or they represent a special event, or it has given to us, it was given to us by someone, and it has a special meaning. And then recently, up, and, up until recently, I should say, we would purchase White House ornaments to hang on the tree. And I sort of ended up replacing this a little bit by purchasing White House, um, I'm sorry, by purchasing ornaments from Arizona to remind us of when we moved from the Washington, D.C. area, or Virginia to be exact, to Arizona, I started collecting uh, Christmas ornaments from there. Now, our big Christmas dinner takes place on Christmas Eve, and the meal varies. We don't have anything in particular, but it varies. And we always have a birthday cake that says, Happy Birthday, Jesus. And we will uh, stand around and we'll sing, Happy Birthday to Jesus. And then we'll go to the Christmas Eve program that our church has. On Christmas Eve night, each family member opens one gift. And the gift is always a pair of Christmas pajamas. Now, when the kids were little, I would buy and wrap all of the pajamas and have them open them. But now we have a friend or a relative secretly assign each adult a secret Santa. And then he or she is responsible for buying the pajamas for that person. Now, the parents will buy and wrap the pajamas for each one of their children. The highlight of the evening then is when we open the gifts and we start from the youngest to the oldest and the pajamas are modeled. The funny thing is you never know if your pajamas will be traditional or if they are going to be a gag gift. All is fair. Last year, one of our son-in-laws, and I won't name his name, (laughs) Scott, got me the Ohio State onesie that looked like Elmo. We got a good laugh on that. And needless to say, pictures are always taken. So we remember 
who got what for, for whom. It's really a lot of fun, and it brings about laughter throughout the year. Christmas morning when we wake up, break, breakfast is very light, and most of the day is spent opening gifts and watching the kids play with their toys and snacking on leftovers from uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Now, these are some of the traditions that we established and that our children have done, and they have done the same thing with their children. And of course, they've added some things on their own. And that's the thing to do, is to make Christmas special. Establish traditions for your children, and I highly recommend it. One tradition that I think is a great way to teach your children about Christmas and the true meaning of Christmas is to celebrate it by lighting Advent candles. Now, Advent, as you know, is a season of preparation and waiting for the celebration of Jesus' birth at Christmas. It's a time to meditate and to prepare for celebrating the birth of Christmas. Advent can prepare us better for the season, and it can keep us focused on the true meaning of Christmas, and it can help us keep our children focused on what Christmas really is all about. During Advent, you can use Bible verses and songs to help your child learn more about the coming of Jesus. Advent starts on starts four Sundays before Christmas. Now this year, it starts on the 3rd of December, and it ends the day before Christmas, or the 24th of December. This month, although the podcasts come out on Wednesday, what I want to do is cover the Advent candles. Now, many of you probably already celebrate Advent with your family. And for those of you who want to start, each Wednesday, I'll cover the Advent candle for the week. And because of the shortness of the Wednesdays before Christmas, I will double and maybe even have to triple up on a couple of them. Now, it's okay if it isn't done on Sunday. The important thing is to teach your children about Christmas, help them to learn more about Christmas, and to keep them focused and grateful for the true meaning of Christmas. Now, first of all, for Advent, you can either buy or make an Advent wreath. And your child, as you probably know, would probably enjoy making it. The wreath is a circular garland of evergreen branches, and this represents eternity. And as you're making this, you can explain this to your child. The circular or the evergreen branches are forever, evergreen, and they represent eternity. And the four or five candles are typically arranged all around it. Now, for safety purposes, you might want to use battery-operated candles with your child. So when it's time to light the candle, you can have your child participate by just flicking the, the switch so that it'll come on. Now, obviously, this goes along with how old your children are and who's going to be doing what. Now, as far as the Advent symbols go, I already mentioned that the evergreen reef represents eternal eternity. Jesus comes to bring eternal life. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, 
but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, the circle of the wreath shows us that God's love is unending. His love never fails. His love never gives out. He never stops loving us. John 3.16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Now, the candles represent various things. Jesus comes as the light of the world. John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Now, the candles are different colors, but it doesn't matter if you don't have the colors that I mentioned. You can use different ones. But the purple candle represents Jesus's coming as a royal king. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. And that's John eighteen thirty six. And then there's pink candles. And this represents joy. Jesus comes to bring us joy. And he said in John 15, 11, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will be overflowed. Now I'm coming to you, he says in John 17, 13. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. His joy last. Then there's a white candle. John eight forty six through 7. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. Jesus comes as our pure and holy Savior, and that's the white candle. Hebrews 4.15, this high priest of ours understand our weakness, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So while you are going through this and making the preparations to have an Advent wreath, let each child know, let your children know what each candle represents. Each candle represents an aspect of the spiritual preparation for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. During the season of Advent, one candle on the reef is lit, and it's usually on a Sunday. But as I mentioned, since I am giving this on a Wednesday, if you didn't start on a Sunday, it's okay if you do it another day. Just do it with sincerity and with the heart to let your children know what Christmas is all about. You can read a verse from the Bible that relates to Christ's birth, sing a song, a Christmas song, and then say a prayer of gratitude. 
Let's take a look at the first candle. The first candle is purple. And this is a season of hope and anticipation. And this candle of hope is also called the prophecy candle. And this candle or the prophecy candle is in remembrance of the prophets and primarily Isaiah, who foretold the birth of Christ. In Isaiah, the seventh chapter, 14th verse, Isaiah said, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This first candle represents hope or expectation in, a, in anticipation of the coming of the Messiah. You see, we have hope because God is faithful and will keep all of his promises that he has made to us. He is indeed our hope. As you gather with your family to light the first candle, you can talk about what the wreath means and what the color of the candle symbolizes. Read a verse, and Isaiah 7.14 is a good one to read. Then you can sing a Christmas song, light the candle, ask for questions or comments, and have each child maybe perhaps say something that they are grateful for. And then you can say a prayer to end the session. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, needless to say, you would do all of this based on the age of your child and make it age appropriately. Appropriate, I should say. Christmas is a beautiful season, and it is amazing how much more beautiful it is when we say, stay focused on the reason for the season, the birth of our Lord and Savior. Now, next week, we will light the second candle, and that second candle is the peace candle or the Bethlehem candle. Now, helping your children focus on the true meaning of Christmas is definitely parenting on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.